Several weeks ago, Ted uh, preached a message that was, that was unusual because it was good. Uh, if you all, if you all have, <laughs> if you all haven't figured out, me and Ted like to joke with each other. But he preached a, a really great message on us being uh, blessing proclaimers over people. You know, just like you guys were, were, were blessing uh, Joanne just now through all of that. And how we have and been given the right by God to proclaim a blessing on people's life. And, and especially uh, parents to, to children. And, and, and spouses to one another and, and others who come in into that agreement with you. And what Ted didn't know is, is a lot of people may not hear messages like that. And they're like, well, I've never heard anything. What gives me the right to actually speak and, and proclaim a blessing? Uh, I had awakened, awoken, awoken, awakened. Anyhow, I woke up the day before Ted preached that with with a word uh from the lord and, and he said to me he said my people have forgotten who they are they've forgotten who they really are he said they look in the mirrors and see only men and he said i look at them and see only might and i'm like oh and so i knew exactly where i wanted to go in, in, in my next uh, uh, series, and then Ted gets up and begins to talk about the power that is inside of each of us to speak and proclaim a blessing. And, uh, and so what we're going to look at over the next, I don't know, till I'm done, is a different version, but it's our identity in Christ. And we're, we're going to talk about our identity in Christ, we're going to talk about who we are in Christ, but we're going to talk about a different way of looking at this, more than just identity, more than just sons and daughters. See folks, we have to understand that we are no longer the puny sons of men that everybody has told us, you know? Uh, we, we're not called to be sons of men, we're called to be sons of God, daughters of God. We are connected to the divine and we are connected to divinity within itself and in itself our identity in Christ is actually an identity of authority. We're going to talk about for the next few weeks our authority in Christ as our identity. Because you see it's not enough just to simply believe that Jesus alone can heal the sick. It's not enough for us to just believe Jesus alone cast out devils. It's not enough to, to, to just say Jesus has all power when Jesus says the things that I do, I authorize you to do. Everything else is worthless except for the gain, priceless gain of knowing our uh, Christ Jesus, my Lord. I have put aside all else Counting it worthless, is, am I on now? Oh, no, you took it. He reached in my pocket. I'm like, well, what's that? <laughs> he said, I have counted it all worth less than nothing in order that I can have Christ and become, now look at this. Look what Paul says here. Everything else is worthless except one, one bit of knowledge. 
that I become one with him. No longer counting on being saved by being good enough, but by obeying God's laws, but by trusting Christ to save me, for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith, counting on Christ alone. This is called righteousness. This is who we are. This is what God has made us. He has made us one with him. Now, can you imagine the difference our lives would be if we begin to walk in the realization that we are one with God? That there is no separation. We're, God is not there, Rachel, and we're here. And somehow we think by praying and by doing the right things and by all this thing, that somehow we're going to bring God from there to here. No, what he's saying is we have become one with God. Now when we walked into this Christ life and Christ, it was a, Joel, not Joel, Joe, Joel's daddy, uh, uh, I remember reading a story that he had that he was uh, in a, sure, that's fine, that he was, uh, it was like an old west town, and he was walking down the street, and in the, in, in, in uh, him walking down the street, should I switch now? Okay. Uh, just, thank you, buddy. Matt's a good fella, isn't he? And so Joel says, as he's walking down the street, that the devil begins, or the enemy begins to come up and face him. And he says that he can remember that he would move back as the enemy encroached upon him. And as the enemy encroached upon him, he took a step back. And then he took another step back. And he didn't know the whole time that God was standing behind him. And he said there was at one point that he took a step back and he took a step into God. That God just enveloped him. See, that's what Paul says here. He says everything else is worthless except for the knowledge that I am one with God. And our knowledge of being at one with God brings us to our identity in Christ. And this identity is an identity of authority. So what is authority? Authority is this. Authority is legal power. It is a right to command or to act. See, this is what God has put in you. This is who you are in Christ. You have the power and the right, the legal power on earth to command. When, when, when Ted was talking about proclaiming a blessing, well, what right do I have? You have the full rights of heaven behind you. You don't exist anymore outside of your union with God. It's no longer just you on this earth. You took a step back and he engulfed you. It is our union with God that now brings our identity into a place of authority where he has now given us full legal power, a right to command or to act. It is to power, it is to rule, it is to have influence. The body of Christ should be the biggest influence on the earth because we carry the full weight of heaven behind us. And so, I thought when I thought about this, so how do I really get this through? How do we really understand this? Well, how many of you know, understand that a police officer's authority is his identity? You don't know him. 
You don't know who he is. You don't know what his life's like. You don't know what his wife's like. You don't know what his kids are like. You know nothing about that man or woman. But when you see them and, and they are clothed in the garment of their authority, we see him pull up behind us in a car and we start getting nervous. Yeah. Or at least my daughter does. <laughs> it makes me wonder why. <laughs> See, we have been clothed in righteousness. The Word tells that we are clothed in righteousness. So we are actually clothed with the uniform that declares all of the authority of heaven is backing us. You see, police officers are clothed in a uniform that says the full backing of the county, the full backing of the town, the full backing of the state is behind them. So what they say goes. They act on behalf of an authority that is greater than them. God's policy here in our union we have become one with God we have been clothed with God and now we operate and when we operate we operate with the full backing of heaven behind you your authority in earth is hindered my authority on earth is hindered only by my doubt Only by doubt. See, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, if I don't walk in this, then it's, if, if I doubt this process, then that is always going to hinder my authority. Well, I don't, I don't know if I can believe that. You're, you're going to struggle walking this in, in this authority. Now, sometimes, Ted, we forget this. And we go back to living like mere men. And that what uh, David said in Psalms... He says, have I not called you gods, but you go around dying like mere men? Jesus repeated it. Y'all have read that one, right? Okay. Thank you. Somebody's read it. He said, so, I, I, so let's go to Matthew 14. Matthew chapter 14. You saying we're gods? Little tiny G's. Because our identity is found in God. God has completely wrapped us. We have become one with him. Don't go out here saying something goofy. Understand the, the, the context. Matthew chapter 14. Meanwhile, I'm in verse 24. I'm reading from the message because I love how the message puts this. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to the sea. And when the wind came up against them, they were battered by the waves. Now, you've got to understand this situation. There, how many of you know the word can be used in so many different situations? See, this is a situation in which the disciples found themselves where the things of this earth was trying to take them out. You ever been there? Where you just felt like the things of the world, everything's come against you, everything's come up against me, everything's fighting me everywhere I go, there's something trying to take me out of this thing. And so they were facing a situation that looks real dire. Just like we all face situations that look dire at times. Verse 25, uh, yeah, 25. And it was about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. See, what he was doing is Jesus was showing his authority. His authority is over top of the things that is trying to take you out. 
The authority of Christ is actually found walking on top of the very storm that you think is going to take you out. You gotta understand, he has all authority. And so the waves was coming and it was tossing the boat. This is the uh, effect. So what is your storm? What is the storm that is affecting your life that you think, man, if this thing doesn't change, this may just take me out. This may be the end of this thing. This may be all she wrote. Then you need to open your eyes and look because the one who carries all authority is walking his way toward you. Verse 26. And they were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. See, imagine that if we just realize that. I'm I'm trying to pick all these little things out that I think we miss sometimes. Jesus will be quick to comfort you. He said, courage, it's me, don't be afraid. And suddenly, Peter suddenly bold, He wasn't bold a few minutes ago. He was crying out a ghost, and now he's got all this boldness. He said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you. And Jesus said, come ahead. And jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on water to Jesus. See, I want you to understand something here. God, Jesus, was actually giving Peter authority over nature itself. This is a whole new place. A moment ago, he thought that nature was going to kill him, and now, by a word from Jesus, he has been given authority to walk where God himself walked. See, you've got to understand, this is who you have been made to be. We are in Christ. I'm not going to go through all the in Christ scriptures today, but by being in Christ, we now have been given authority to walk upon the very things that we think are going to take us out. Peter had no authority until Jesus gave it to him. We had no authority on the planet until Jesus said, you're in me and I'm in you and God's in me, that means God's in you and if you're in me, then you can do all things this is authority this is who you are it's not anything you did you didn't do anything to earn this you didn't do it Peter did nothing to earn this other than say hey can I come out there when you when are we going to find the place in ourselves where we're looking at the things of our lives and say no I don't think so God, if you're out there, I want to be out there where you are. And when Jesus says, come, begin to walk in your identity. Walk in your authority. Peter had no authority over nature. He was given authority. We had no authority. But through Christ and the finished work of the cross, we have been given all authority. And so it is only up to us to take it. It is up to us to walk in it. It is up to us to be it. Peter had to accept his authority. Folks, I'm telling you today, you have to, that's why I started out reading the first scripture. We have become one with Christ. You have to accept that. If you never take that completely, uh, see, we'll take it so far as, yeah, I got saved, I'm not going to heaven, I'm not going to hell. Everything's good. And that's all good. We love to use Jesus as a get out of hell free card. 
But how many of you know Jesus is more than a get out of hell free card? He is giving you authority over all things. Now jump down to verse 30, same chapter. But when he looked down at the waves, see what did he do? He began to question his authority. He began to question his authority by asking, can I really do this? Is this real? Is this really possible? He began to question the authority that God had given him. He was already skipping on the waves, man. He was riding those things. He was just walking out to Jesus. And then when, when the, the, the storm became the center of his focus, his doubt grew and his authority failed. If, I, if we're just going to try this, it won't work. It has to become real to us. But when he looked down at the waves turning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and began to sink and cried, Master, save me. Our authority is only as effective as our refusal to doubt. He walked on water until he started doubting. He had authority over all of nature until he started doubting his authority. I'm telling you, there's people sitting in this room today that there are things that's going on in your life that you have authority over it if you will just begin to take authority over it. If you will begin to walk in who God has created you to be, you can overcome the thing you think is about to kill you. And, 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 and because he walked in this, look at the word doubt. I think I gave you that definition, Bobby. Uh, I might not have, it's hard telling with me. Doubt means to waver. It means to, f or fluctuate in opinion. Doubt is when your opinion of your situation changes. Your opinion of your situation changes. So Peter's, his opinion of his situation changed. I'm walking on water. I see Jesus, I'm gone, man. But then he noticed other things and his opinion of himself began to change. A lot of us are living and going through things that we're going through in our lives because of our opinion of our own self. That's called doubt. Well, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You need to make up your mind. Are you an old sinner? Well, you, no, you're not. Either Christ redeemed you or he didn't. See, you have a bad opinion of yourself. Either he wiped our sins away on the cross or he didn't. And for me to walk around, I'm just an old sinner like everybody else. See, you've got a low opinion of yourself. You don't trust your own authority. You don't trust what God did on the cross. You don't trust. So, come on. Somebody in here? I know we went through a lot today. But it's your opinion of yourself. It's your identity in Christ. So doubt means to waver or to fluctuate in opinion, to hesitate, to be in suspense, to be in uncertainty, to be undetermined. And when Peter became this, he began to sink. Verse 31. Jesus 
didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed him by the hand and then he said, you know what's amazing about this? And I know I'm preaching it this way. We always talk about Peter's doubt. But as far as we know, Peter is the only person in the Bible who ever walked on water twice. How'd he walk on twice? He had to get back to the boat. We got this crazy idea that Jesus carried him. We don't say that. <laughs> he just says he grabbed him by the hand. He lifted him up and he restored him back to that place of authority because he still had a journey to finish. So even when you doubt yourself and even when you get confused and even when we start hesitating and we develop a low opinion of ourselves, all we have to do is cry out to God. He sticks a hand out. He picks us back up. He sets us back on top of the place because he's ready for you to finish the journey you started. I wonder where they would have ended up had they not went back to the boat. So Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down, he grabbed him by the hand, and then he said, faint of heart, what got into you? And the two of them climbed into the boat, and the wind died down, and the disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worshiped Jesus saying, this is it, you're God's son for sure. The reason other people don't walk in their authority is because they've looked at the failures of others or they never would decide to have the right opinion of themselves. Peter said, hey, let me come to you. Jesus said, come on. So Peter stepped out of that boat and he took authority over the very forces of nature. What are the things in your life that are affecting you that you can take authority over today? What is this thing that's been hounding you, that's been bothering you, that, that you said, God, I just can't get over this thing? I'm telling you today, God is calling some of you out of, from under the very thing that's been holding you down. Go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. But ask in faith, never doubting. This is the New Revised Standard. But ask in faith... Never doubting, that's a command. Why? Because doubting hinders your authority. And your identity in Christ is based on authority. He says, but ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea. I thought about this week as I was studying this. I wonder if James was thinking about Peter then. When the Lord was beginning to speak to him about doubt, I wonder if he thought about Peter in the waves. He says, for the one who doubts is like the waves of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter is double-minded, being double-minded and unstable in every way. You know, doubt makes you unstable. Come on. You can't stand on doubt. Why? Because you begin to change your opinion of yourself. Either we are one with God or we're not quite one with God and we're still out here just doing things on our own. See, when you begin to struggle with that, one day you'll be strong, some days you'll be weak. 
One day you'll, you one, 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 for a while you'll go to church. For about six months you won't. It's when we begin to change our opinion of ourselves, we become unstable, not just in the things of God, but in every way. King James Version of that says he's unstable in all his ways, not just his spiritual ways, but this opinion of ourselves and walking in this type of authority identity, it makes us unstable in every aspect of our lives. We'll question whether we're a good husband or not. We'll question whether we're a good wife or not. Well, if how many of you know Christ will make me the perfect husband? He'll make thee the perfect wife. But if we get outside of that opinion of ourselves, we start abusing each other. Come on now. See, when you get outside of this opinion of yourself, your identity in Christ, you're unstable in all your ways. He said, for the doubter being double-minded is an unstable in every way. Now look what he says here. If you doubt, you must not expect that you will receive anything from the Lord. So for us to question the authority that God has put in us, that we are one with Christ and the things that Jesus does, he said we will do and we'll do better. And we'll do more. And how can we do better? Because there's more of us to do more things. Come on. If we don't start speaking blessing, as Ted was teaching a couple weeks ago, we're unstable. Well, I don't know if that works. I don't know if that, let me tell you, that, that's really changed some things, even in our family, that, things that we've forgotten, that we just started doing again, that we're blessing the, each other with these, and we're blessed, why? Because I know the authority I have in God. I am one with God, and my words are His words. And Jesus is okay with this because He has given us a shared authority. It, this is a shared authority. This is the authority that he had that he said, that's okay, I'll share it with you. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Look at verse 1. From the Passion Translation. Matthew chapter 10. Look at verse 1. And Jesus gathered his 12 disciples and imparted to them authority. Well, see, but that was to the 12 disciples. But he also says that God is not a respected person. God's not going to hold something. He, he, he don't love Bill more than he loves me. So what he gives to Bill, he'll give to me. So what he gave the disciples, he gives to us. And so God gave his disciples. A disciple simply means a follower. How many in here are followers? Good, then he gives you authority. And God gave them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. And you must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, freely release it to others. This is your shared authority. The very things that Jesus did, the very things that Jesus practiced, he practiced it to show what the body of Christ should be doing. 
We are the body of Christ. He is the head. The body must do the works of the head. And if this is what the head told them to do, guess what he's still telling us to do? Heal the sick, raise the dead, declare life, speak life, speak life, speak life, bless, 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 bless. We already looked at last week, Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we're not here to condemn the world. The body of Christ is not here to condemn the world. We're here to speak life to it. Luke chapter 10. We're flying through these now. Luke chapter 10, verse 17, out of the Amplified. And Jesus, the 70, returned with joy. See, this tells you that it was more than just the 12. And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning, like a flash of lightning. Now, I want to give you something here real quick, because this has often been misinterpreted. We think Jesus is talking back to the fall of Satan here. He's not referring back to the fall of Satan. He's referring to the works that the 70 were out doing. When the 70, when the, those who were following Jesus was out doing, he said, even the devils are subject to us into your name. And they begin to lay hands on the sick. And they begin, he said, you were actually pulling Satan down from his throne of a high place. He said, he said, Lord, even the subject, uh, even the devils are subject to us in your name. He said, I saw Satan fall. You're doing these things and I saw, I saw Satan fall. Jesus is rejoicing in his shared authority being practiced on the earth. He said, I saw Satan fall. Listen carefully. Well, how do you know that's what he's talking about? Because it's sandwiched in between these two verses. It's, it's sandwiched in between these two verses. He said in verse 19, listen carefully, I have given you authority that you now possess. They didn't have to wait till Jesus left to possess this authority. He said, I'm giving it to you and you're out here operating in it and I'm watching you pull Satan down. I'm watching him fall like lightning from heaven. He said, listen carefully, I've given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, Satan. And nothing will in any way harm you. Amen. Nothing will in any way harm you. This is your shared authority. The authority that Christ had on the earth, you and I now possess. This is our identity in Christ. It is a shared authority. God will not do anything that he has not already told us to do. You missed it. I said it last week, maybe a week before. We're sitting around and praying and hoping and waiting on God to do something and God is waiting for us to act like him. The body has to start acting like the head. We have to start walking in this authority. This is our true identity. 
everything else, my fear, my doubt, that's causing that, that opinion of myself to wane and to, and to shake is not reality. That's me trying to live in an opposite reality. You okay? Deuteronomy, we're, we're landing this thing. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. Look, today I offer you life and success, death and destruction. Now go to verse 19. Today I ask heaven and earth to be a witness. I am offering you life and death, blessings or curses. Now choose life. Then you and your children may live. See, the choice is not God's. The choice is yours. To walk in authority, to walk in blessings, to walk in curses, to walk in sickness, to walk in health. This is not, this is your choice. He gave you the authority, even over the earth. What is authority? Let's look at authority again. It is the legal power or a right to command. Most of our prayers aren't prayers of commandment. They're prayers of hope. They're prayers of let's see if this works. They're prayers of mm, we'll try it and see and if it don't, we got plan B. Come on. And that is a bad opinion of yourself. We're not convinced that the words we speak are powerful. We're not convinced that the words we speak are commandments that must be followed. Why must they be followed? Because I am one with Christ. This is not a Sunday. God's authority is our identity. Jesus finished the work and shared his authority with us. And if we're gonna be successful, if we're gonna walk in the things that God wants us to walk in and walk out the life that God wants us to walk out, then it is going to take us deciding today that I am going to be the authority. I'm not gonna let my circumstances be the authority in my life. I'm not gonna let my finances be the authority in my life. I'm not gonna let my loneliness be the authority in my life. I'm not gonna let my depression be the authority in my life. I am going to let my identity in Christ be the authority in my life. And when I do that and I develop that opinion of myself and I don't waver from that opinion, then I'll begin to operate in that authority and everything around me must in turn respond. This is, put that up there, Bob, our identity in Christ. It's an identity of authority. And over the next few weeks, today's just the introduction, and over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about authority and what it really is to us. Amen? Real quick, continue to pray for Joanne. I know we had a couple that left to take her car and do all that stuff. But continue to speak over her. Uh, Thelma's going to kneecap you on your way out. Make sure you give on your way out. 
Love on somebody. Go home. Go home. Sit down. And say, okay, God. What's the storm that has me afraid? And find your place of authority over it. And then begin to walk. Because Jesus is already standing on top of that storm, beckoning you to get out of the boat. Only one person did it that day. Why not be the one? Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. Father, we praise you that we already saw an improvement in Joanne when she was here. And we thank you for wise doctors and nurses. We thank you for the help that she has in getting available to her. And we just speak life over her. And we bless her with life, Lord. Father, I thank you that you just continue to touch bodies. Be with Kevin Elliott uh, uh, today, Father, as he's going through the death of his father. Be with these, Father. Bring life. Bless them with life. Bless them with peace. And Father, let us remember who we are and that our identity is one of authority. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good week, guys. We love you. Uh, You're blessed.